Welcome to this episode of Culinary Conversations. Y'all, I'm so excited. I have my beautiful mom here with me today, comedian Stacy J. So today with our conversation, we're having the viral Caesar pasta salad with chicken and shrimp. I have some marinated kale, some croutons, um, some Parmesan cheese, some Caesar dressing, and some nice little seasonings in this viral dish, and you should definitely give it a try. Make sure you check out the recipe link in the show notes, and let's get to the conversation. Let me know what That's good. That's that culinary effect. I'm glad you like it. Seasoned very well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Add my ex little extra touch to it. So, Mama, mm -hmm. you are now 52, almost 53 years old. Correct. And just thinking about your childhood self, what would you say that you, would you say that you would be proud of the woman that you have become today? Mm. <laughs> I've overcome a lot. Mm. Let's um, talk about it. And what I'm proud of today that I am actually walking in liberty, freedom. Um, at one point in my life, I was concerned about what others thought of me and mm -hmm. how I was a people pleaser. Mm. But now I'm free just to be Stacy and enjoy life mm -hmm. and do the things that I enjoy, not worrying about the judgment of others, what they think, because I only have to answer to one person. And who is that one person? That one person is the man above, my <laughs> heavenly father. So uh, I'm thankful and proud of the woman I am walking in my freedom, just being me. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. How did you get to that place? Because I know things pass from generation to generation. I know I had a, a moment of time in my life where Honestly, I'm just now getting to finding freedom of not being a people pleaser also. So how did you find yourself getting to that freedom of just letting go of what other people think of, of you and what you do and, you know? Well, as a so-called Christian comedian, <laughs> um, I don't, you know, uh, a, a classmate of mine, we were at a gathering mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, I don't, do, I, I don't think I'm just gonna go back Christian comedian. I just wanna be Stacey J. I don't wanna put that label as Christian because you know, today's Christians are very different. So I don't consider myself a Christian. I consider myself a believer. So um, that's how I got to this place. Uh, we was talking of classmate of mine, Monica. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Stacey, just be free. Just be you. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And I started dealing with that. And I was like, you know, I'm different. Um, I don't do like the average comedian. I just flow with the audience and what kind of energy I pick up. And I flow in that area. And so, um, so as I do it, mm -hmm. I'm getting more comfortable just being myself. Mm -hmm. And it feels good just to be free. Uh, so it took a while for me to get here, mm -hmm. but it's a good place. It's a good place. Well, I can't wait. I want to be like you, mama. Yeah. I want to be free, free of other people's um, judgment, mm -hmm. free of other people, just whatever they got to say, because people don't have opinions. But I want to be in a place where I am doing what is for one what is what brings me peace and happiness but also what glorify god so according to his will his it is designed for whatever his will that he has for me that i walk in that but also making sure that i'm free from bondage of other people's thoughts and judgment and concerns and whatever folks gotta say yeah because people are gonna talk if you're doing good people are gonna talk if you're doing bad mm-hmm if you look good, if you look rough, you know, people are going to always have their opinion. Yeah, folks got something to say. And we are all different and we all think different. So mm -hmm. it's just best to be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So 
ain't nothing like freedom. I love and it's that. a great place. And I used to be like, oh, what they going to say about me? And it don't matter no more because I know I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. I walk in love. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of God's purpose and plan for my life. Mm-hmm. And for all of us generally to walk in love. And I try to make sure my heart is right towards everybody. And as long as I'm clear mm-hmm. and I do right, mm-hmm. it don't matter what you say because mm. I'm free. And I didn't did what's right. Yes. So, hey, so be it. Period. I love that, Mama. Mm-hmm. That's some really great advice. Um, I know you mentioned something as far as like, I want to I want to touch on you mentioned Christians and believers like it's Christians today are different. What do you mean by that? As far as Christians today are different. When I say Christians are different, uh, I'm from the old school, you know, so <laughs> sold out, you know, and yeah, we having them day long re- uh, revivals and tent revivals, mm-hmm. uh, just really being sold out for God. And now it's like people going both ways and um and I don't want to be judgmental but I'm like you say you're a man a woman of God and you living like this and Mm. so I don't put myself in that category because everybody doing their own thing Mm. everybody got their own beliefs and there's so much out here now Mm -hmm. so you got to have that relationship for yourself and that's why I said I'm a believer. I'm a believer of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's just who I am. The Holy Trinity. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, I am also a believer as well. Um, and I'm glad that you touched on that a little bit as far as just how Christianity is look differently. But I think a lot of people just put... I don't think, like, our pastor recently just mentioned um, in this past Sunday where he was just like, the Muslims, like, if you eat pork, you can't be Muslim. Or if, you know, the Buddhists may have their ways. Like, it's certain things that, like, it's a non-negotiable in other religions. But with Christians, oh, it's okay. We babyfy it and things like that. It's no, nah, you don't need to be doing that. Or, okay, let's... um not in a way of just condemning somebody because only Christ can do that, but in a way where it's just like we allow things and accept things when, no, that's not acceptable. But you have to say that in love, with love. So. And it's a way you say everything. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to approach people. Mm-hmm. So I've been through a lot in life. So I have a lot of compassion for people. Um, I've seen a lot, I've experienced a lot. I've worked in so many different fields. I haven't been to school for everything under the sun. <laughs> yes, so, <ma'am. laughs> uh, you know, I've done a lot and seen a lot. And mm-hmm. that's why I try to have compassion for people, people with addiction. Uh, we all got something that we deal with. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, as believers, uh, the one thing that people forget about, you got to have a balance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that balance. Yeah. Because I'm going to live my life. And, yeah. you know, and I, my mom, she had stopped everything when she got saved. And um, I thought that was the way, you know, mm-hmm. and I got a friend, which I call a cousin, but she's just my mom's uh, best friend, daughter. Mm-hmm. And, she, you know, we was talking about our moms and her mom is so judgmental and she don't realize it. I used to be that way. My ex-husband used to tell me, you're so judgmental. And I didn't think that, I, I really mm-hmm. didn't see it. And I had to step back and look at myself. And I was like, you know what? I am being judgmental. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not cool. I remember that because, phase of you. Yeah, we <laughs> all. That's my mother. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we all go through different things. I was just telling my son today. Mm-hmm. We all go through different things in life. We all make mistakes. Yeah. But God wants us to live this life abundantly. Yes in health and happiness and you know i'm not a clubber but if somebody invite me to a birthday party i'm gonna go mm-hmm. and i'm gonna dance and i'm gonna have me a cocktail <laughs> and you can say whatever you want because the bible tells us to be sober-minded yeah. you know when you overdo it that's when it becomes a sin mm-hmm. so it's okay to enjoy life 
Now, you have to know your limits because mm -hmm. we are all different. Right. I have a, my best friend, she's a recovering addict. So she can't have a drink and that's okay, mm -hmm. you know, and she's okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I don't have a problem. Yeah. So I can go and enjoy myself because wine, you know, they talked about wine in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And, and that was one of one Jesus Christ public miracles. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it relaxes you. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes you need that, you know, but to each his own. Mm -hmm. But my thing, have a balance, enjoy life, Yeah. you know. Yeah. So it is not just being behind the four walls of a church. You know, ministry is outside of the church. Uh, I like to go out and meet people. I'm a people person. I'm a mm -hmm. talker, yeah. you know, and you just never know how you can encourage somebody else just by being nice and open mm -hmm. and just say something good. Yeah. Put a smile on somebody's face and that can change their whole day. I was talking to a, a friend of mine uh, just Monday mm -hmm. and I sent him a text and I was like, you know what? I really appreciate you. And I was like, you put a smile on my face and it just helped me throughout my whole day. Yeah. You know, and it gave me a push and an edge, you know, to just keep going. Because mm -hmm. I might be going through right now, but there's hope and it's not going to always be like this. So. And that's ministry in itself. Mm -hmm. Just being encouraging, talking to people, seeing, checking in and seeing that's how right. people are doing. That's right. So it's other. It's so many different ways to minister to someone. Like you mentioned, it's, it, it, is. it is outside of the church. It is. Um, it is. I know you've been through a lot. And yes. I know you mentioned grandma um, and some of the things that um, just growing up with her. But I know on December 13, 2020, we lost granddad, mm -hmm. your dad. Um, and I'm personally still grieving. But how have you dealt with the grieving process of losing both of your parents? It's been very hard and I still deal with it a lot. Mm. I lost my mother and I went through bereavement counseling for quite a while and it helped. Um, and you know, I have my moments with that. But when I lost my dad, uh, it was different. Yeah. And when I say it was different, uh, when they closed that casket, it's like it was something that just shut down in me. It became final. And I'm like, wow. And so I'm a daddy's girl. Um, I was the only child for 11, 12 years. So it used, it used to be just me and my dad. Yeah. They used to call me Lil Will because, you know, he was Willie C. And they would call him with, uh, Will and mm -hmm. me Lil Will because I was by his side all the time. Yeah. And so... Um, that just really took a toll on my life mm -hmm. and uh, it changed everything. And uh, I still, you know, like when I say I'm walking in freedom and liberty, uh, I'm highly educated and it's so much I can do in corporate America, but I choose, I want to go a different route. Mm -hmm. I really want to be free and be myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I keep my, regular uh, eight to five, nine to five, and I'm praying that God just open the doors for my comedy so I can just go forth and be more free mm -hmm. and do the things that I want to do um, so to help you, others. So you feel like that's how you've been, um, that's as far as finding that freedom and doing more things for Stacy is what's helping you get um, to heal and as far as your grieving it process. Helps, it, it helps me uh, and the one thing my mom always said when I leave I want you to go on and when I finished nursing school and I was working uh, and I was having a hard time and she was like I knew nursing wasn't for you but I know every mother want to know their child can take care of themselves yeah. and she said you know with me leaving here I know you're going to be alright Cause I'm a go getter. I'm a, you know, I'm a go hard. Yeah. I like to live well. I like nice things. So she said, I ain't worried about you. Mm -hmm. And so my dad, uh, you know, he uh, 
he wasn't the one that showed so much affection towards mm-hmm. me. Uh, you know, he hates to see me hurt. Now that was one thing, mm-hmm. you know, and he didn't really know how to say, so he'll be like, well, here, here goes somebody. Or go buy this, or, you know, he always showered you with gifts. Gifts and money and clothes and jewelry or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, that was just how he showed, you know, and uh, he couldn't stand to see me hurt. Uh, Which makes sense. She was the daddy's girl. So yeah. yeah. how did, I know you told me that you can count the number of times on one hand, grand, how many times granddad, your dad told you he loved you. Yeah. How do you think that affected you? And then how do you think that it affected you loving others? Or how did it affect you as far as parenting your kids? Your as far kids? as parenting my kids. I mean, I'm just a lovable person. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a gift. I, I say it's a gift because I'd be like, Lord, why you made me like this? Because this person has mistreated me and mm-hmm. I still show love. You know, yeah. I go over and above and beyond trying to show love to people. As far as my kids, uh, I never said I love you all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, y'all knew I loved you, yeah. uh, but I was not the one that just showed that affection like that. <laughs> you know, I would mm-hmm. that just wasn't me because my mom wasn't like that and my dad wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am an affectionate person, though, but. I oh, just, you are. I am. Oh, well, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I just oh. don't like all of, like with my grandbaby. Romantically, you affectionate, but with your kids, you you want that romantically. Mama. You, well, you know you like your space too. Uh, yeah, I do like my space. <laughs> so, um, how are you affectionate again? Um, I don't like all that touchy touchy. I you know, I, I hug. I do hug y'all from time to time. Yeah, and me, you know, but then son- it would be like a quick little hug. Like, all right now. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, I, you know, I guess I was just raised that way, Mm -hmm. and so, uh, but I'm I'm much better now. You know, I am much better. I do tell y'all I love y'all more frequently. You do, and um, I think when last time you told me you love me, Mama. Uh, I don't know. Probably some. We got to do better. It's you said some months. Some months, (laughs) so we gotta change that. I love you. I love you too. Okay. I mean, I I mean, David and Taylor. You know, since I'm not in Alabama anymore, they call and you know Mm -hmm. they would be like, "Love you, ma." You know, and that was a shocker for him because he's never been that way. But yeah, since I'm gone now, you know, he calls more than anybody. Since you moved away Mm -hmm. from Alabama, Mm -hmm. yes. And um, he'd be like, Ma, I really appreciate you. I love you, you know. Yeah. And now Taylor, she's doing much better, you know. So, um, and of course, I see it back. And little Freddie, he said, I love you to everybody. Freddie always been like, love you. Yeah, Yeah, little little Freddie's very affectionate. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think the one and the three. Because me, Freddie is the three, number three. I'm number one. David is two. And Taylor is four. Mm-hmm. I feel like one in three, we've always, we bumped heads, but we are very, our hearts are similar. And I feel like we got a lot of our compassion and empathy from you. Mm-hmm. And then two and four, they're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, um, as far as like how they act and their mannerisms and things like mm-hmm. that. But I think as far as like now that David and Taylor, especially um, now that you have moved to a different state, so you're not so close. Mm-hmm. I know for me, when I experienced, when I left Alabama and moved to Little Rock um, for my job after graduating college, I know that was, I think that's when we kind of got closer. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like calling you all the time Mm -hmm. and like, you know, or coming home Mm -hmm. or like missing, like you start to really, when you, it's something about when you're not in that same comfortable space and when you get out of that comfortability, Mm -hmm. you start to realize and appreciate the things that are back at home and and the people that's there and want to, you know, you miss that, you want to be around that. Um, so I know that made me homesick and missing y'all a lot. And mm-hmm. how, how have you been dealing with your transition moving here? Are you homesick? Do you miss being back in, back in Bama, Birmingham, 205? I'm not, I'm, I'm not homesick. I'm not homesick. I don't miss Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. when my mom passed, when my dad passed, um, you know, my kids are grown mm-hmm. and I was going through a lot dealing with my tri- grown children. Um, so I wish I would have been made the move of leaving Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our family is so spaced out now and there's so much division that's going on right now in the family. Um, nothing's the same. So I, you know, I ask people to forgive me if I did something that I didn't know I, you know, mm-hmm. that I did. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I've called, I've texted, and I've always been one to open my house, have gatherings, mm-hmm. do the cooking, try to keep the family together. That's yeah, so I get it from. Get it from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I like to have parties. I mm-hmm. I'm just a family person. You are. So um, with another failed marriage uh and i won't say it's just a failed marriage it's just with walter's uh sickness and everything going on it just changed everything and uh you know and you can't want something for somebody else when they don't want it themselves so it takes two in a marriage so Mm -hmm. i've been by myself the last really the last six years Mm -hmm. so um i wish i would have been made to move Mm -hmm. you know and i had a friend that always said you need to leave alabama and when i got my masters Mm -hmm. i had a job opportunity make big money but you know my boys was like we don't want to relocate and i wish i would have left then mm-hmm. um but it's okay um that's the past and i'm here now yeah and it's different uh i'm here with you all mm-hmm. and that's very different because i'm so independent and used to being on my own and having mm-hmm. my own space yeah so uh <laughs> i'm trying to get some business in order Mm -hmm. and looking around and checking out different places because the cost of living is so much higher and um i want to get something that you know you know i like nice stuff so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i want to be somewhere nice and uh where i'm comfortable so um so overall you feel like moving moving away from home has been a great it's been a great experience yes. for me. Uh, I love it. I I don't never want to go back and live in Alabama. <laughs> I'm with you on that. You know, I miss, <laughs> you know, and people be like, well, I hate you gone, but nobody came to see me, you know, because I live so far out, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so I didn't have nobody coming out to visit. So I'm not missing anything. And I still see my friends from time to time. Yeah. We still do our girls trip. I talk to them on the phone. Uh, and I'm solo, you know, it's just me. So I, I'm not missing anything yeah. <laughs> and our family, we don't get together, do anything anymore. So it's yeah. not a loss and, you know, and everything worked out with my job being, you know, being I can still keep my job. Yeah. Still work. So everything is, it's, it's good. That's good. I know. Um, unfortunately, cause we've always, we've always been a very family oriented family, but mm-hmm. after losing granddad, um our family was torn apart yes and which is very unfortunate that you know that his death has um torn our family apart um, i'm sorry me saying losing granddad just did something to me Hello. it's okay it's okay it's okay Oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's life and it's a real situation. And I I shed tears all the time. Uh, Nobody know, you know, I cry myself to sleep a lot at night because my mom and my dad would not be pleased with how everything is going. They worked so hard to build and that was the one thing that my mom always told me to see about my sister yeah you know and i tried to be as she said a mother figure instead of a sister but it's because of the age difference and you know we got together for thanksgiving and we took family trips and uh 
the way things going now, it's it's not good. It's it's not good. Mm-mm. And I had to go to counseling for it. And um, my therapist told me, why do you keep pulling that bandage when you're trying to heal? You know, he was like, you've done your part. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with the selling of dad's house and all my personal belongings, my college degrees, you all high school diplomas, pictures, clothes, shoes, it's like I'm starting all over. Yeah. And, you know, so I had to just leave all that behind. And it's okay to shed your tears because I shed my, I, I, I let them go all the time. And uh, it's just a process. Yeah. Grief is a day-to-day thing. It is. It's not, it's not linear. It literally, grief can, it just, it comes, um, and it just comes like ebbs and flows of life. It just comes here and there, and um, this. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get myself together. Um, so yeah, I miss I miss Granddad. Uh, that was my heart. Whew, okay. Um. So with the family being taken apart, because I know, you know, I'm hoping that there's room for forgiveness um, and for us to reconcile um, all, but what steps do you think needs to be taken to mend those relationships? Um, Because it's it's multiple people, so it's just, I just, you know, how or how do you, because, I mean, steps have been taken. Things have been done. More so, how do you envision our family dynamic if we were to reconcile? Uh, reconcile our differences and... Well, you know, first of all, um, I've already asked for forgiveness. I tried to be the bigger person in different instances. Um uh, and I prayed about it and I released it in God's hands. I miss my nieces dearly, not seeing them grow up because I'm a family person. I was yeah. an auntie, everybody brought their kids to me. Uh, you know, I've always had a house full of kids, mm-hmm. you know, and so I keep everybody kids. I love children. You know, and so we were um, the cousin house that everybody came over. Everybody came to our <laughs> house, right? And so, um, even my cousin in Savannah, mm-hmm. we grew up like sisters. Yeah, and everything is rooted around a dollar. Everything is about a monetary issue. I don't know whatever God decided to do because I've done my part, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing anything else. I'm not going to keep running up behind people. I'm not going to keep calling. I'm not going to text anymore. Uh, I'm done. You know, uh, a lot of harsh things were done to me. Um, I forgave people. Uh, I tried, but you know, like I said, you can't do it by yourself. So I really don't know what's going to happen. I try to make the best of what I have. You all are here. And your brothers and sisters want to come. I'm fine with that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Uh, the rest of them, you know, my cousin Carlos, Calandra, Justin, you know, we all still communicate. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we're going to make this thing work for what we have, whoever want to participate. And you can't do them but pray for, pray for people. Uh, because everybody got something they dealing with until they can get it worked out with themselves, you know, and be the bigger person and come and say, hey, I was wrong in this area. Oh, let's talk about this. Until we can get to that place, I ain't doing nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing nothing else. Yeah. I done kicked out my pocket. I'm a giver. I get that from my mom and dad. I done paid for trips. I done paid for catering food. I I done did everything on both sides trying to get the family together. So I think for you, you're just going to take a sit back and you're just going to show up to whatever. I'm going to show up. So whatever. So the thing I think what we're going to have to do is, um, so 
Thanksgiving, um, we're, we're talking about as far as like the holidays and things that we're gonna do. Just set something up and yeah. just continue. Like you said, whoever show up, shows whoever up. Whoever show up, show up. And show we're up. just gonna keep doing something, proactively trying to get the family um, back together and hopefully we can eventually reconcile our differences and um, we're back to that strong knit family that we once were. If granddad and grandma was still here, what is one thing that you would want to say to them today? I wouldn't want to say nothing. I just want to hug them. <laughs> <laughs> just love on them. I love you. I would just want to hug them. <laughs> and, you know, me and my dad, my dad was silly. Mm-hmm. My dad was kind of slyway messy. And <laughs> 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 he talk about people and we cut up together. So I miss that. He'd be like, Stacy. <laughs> I miss some conversations because we talked every day, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, we would take road trips together, yeah. you know. So, and I'm a car person, and I get that from my dad because he loved nice cars, mm-hmm. even though the one I'm in now I ain't pleased with. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's when that's now. temporary. Mm-hmm. But uh, we just did so much. And my mom, the last time me and my mom had a good conversation. Uh, she came in my bedroom like 1.30 in the morning and she grabbed me by the hands and she said, let's pray. Mm-hmm. And she prayed for you and for David. David wasn't even here yet. That's how David got the name David. And Was he in your belly? Mm-mm. No, she just... She just prayed? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And, um, you know, she prayed and when she got through praying, she wanted to sleep with me and she just wanted to cover me. And so uh, I hold that in my heart with us holding hands and praying because my mom was a prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know the favor of God that rests on my life is a lot of those prayers, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, well, I ain't gonna say I'm not, but I'm not a prayer warrior the way I used to be mm-hmm. as far as an intercessor. Uh, I kind of stepped down and pulled away from a lot of things with the church um, because it's, it's things are just different. So mm-hmm. as long as I have my prayer life with God and pray for my family, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that right now. Uh, I got to find me a church home here. Uh, but yeah, if I could see my parents again, I would just love on them. Uh, I would just probably want to go on a trip. My parents love to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom and dad was very affectionate with each other, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean. They were very affectionate with each other in the later years of my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because dad wasn't saved, you know, mom was saved, and then when he got saved, and I think that's when the, the change came in our relationship because mm-hmm. I was a teenager and he was like, come on to Bible study. I was like, we go to Bible study at, at the church. We got to have Bible study at home. We got to have prayer at home. <laughs> we got to go for youth. We got to go for this, that. And my mm-hmm. mama was a, a minister and a head intercessor, so I had to be at everything. And one particular night, the BET Awards was coming on, and I didn't want to go downstairs and participate and I was like, I ain't participating. You just got saved and you trying to push it on me. He said, what you said? Mm-hmm. And my dad had never whooped me with a belt before mm-hmm. until I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And my dad picked me up and he threw me in the wall. They had to get the sheet running and everything <laughs> replaced. He was so mad because I went off with my mouth. Mm-hmm. And that kind of put a edge uh, uh wedge between our relationship mm-hmm. because I ran away I was walking to Yolanda house I called Yolanda and her mom <laughs> I think it, I don't I think her mom I don't know if her mom had passed in or not whoever said come on baby mm-hmm. and I was gonna walk to Yolanda in them house I was like hey stay here mama this man and hit me you gonna <laughs> let him hit me because my dad had never he yeah. had never disciplined me before yeah. and that hurt so that was me a shock for you yeah, yeah that hurt me so bad yeah and so um with him changing his life and you, now y'all want to force this on me. I was like, I tried to call the police on one night because mm-hmm. uh, they was having prayer and uh, 
going on and on and on. I was like, these folks is crazy. So <laughs> I was very rebellious because it was forced on me and I didn't want to deal with that as a teenager, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, but I appreciate all of that now, Yeah. you know, and our relationship got better as I got older, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm very grateful. Makes sense. I did not know, um, I, I, I know you told me about that story about the first time that granddad disciplined you, but you didn't tell me that you ran away. And speaking of running away, uh -huh. um, well, no, that was a little different. I got kicked out of the house. Yeah, you got kicked out. <laughs> yes, she got, <laughs> she got kicked out. I beat her down. I don't know if she want to tell y'all what she was doing. But yeah, she got put out. I got kicked out of the house. I was 17 years old. That's right. Um, still a child, though. That's right. I was still a child, but my mama kicked me out of the house. And... I was like, okay, well, like, you know, the same little, you know, I ain't going back this and that. I had the same, but it was different. It was a different situation, but I was like, well, shoot, she kicking me out. You took my phone and kicked me out. So I was like, okay. So I went to go. I was working at Arby's, Arby's. at the time, mm -hmm. and I had to work that morning. It was over the summer. It had to be because I wasn't in school. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to work that morning. Um, I went to the store, I think a gas station, to pick up a track phone. This uh -huh. was like a long time ago, but I picked up a track phone because I, like, I had no phone. I worked, I packed, the car was packed down <laughs> with all my stuff. <laughs> and I, I remember after my shift, I was just driving around. Um, and I don't know, I don't remember all the details on it, but I just remember that I was just, I think I went to Granddad's house first, but he wasn't there. And um, so I drove by Brenda house to see, which was uh, my granddad's uh, wife at the time, um, to see if he was, um, if his car was there. And I drove by there. And when I drove by there, that's when Tiffany, she literally pulled right in front of me. And she like, she was like, we've been looking for you. We had been worried sick. Like I can't, you can't leave. We're like, you know, we need you, blah, blah, blah. Um, we don't want you to, you know, leave and things like that. We was worried about you. And so I end up, um, I was still kicked out. <laughs> so I end up staying with my auntie and my, um, and my granddad in Pleasant Grove. And then I changed schools and all that stuff. But I've always, I was at Pleasant Grove anyway. But I wanna, cause we never really talked, we talked about it. Like I remember I wrote that letter to you uh -huh. and I apologize. Uh -huh. But it was still, I don't think we still really like talked about that situation. And as a parent, I can understand, you know, why you were so upset and things. And like, I get that part, but I would never kick my child out. A child mama, so what made you like, I know you was really mad. Oh yes, I was very <laughs> But upset. you didn't even ask me to come back home. I didn't, cause I, you know, I guess I'm kind of stuck in my little old ways, you know, because I didn't have men in the house over you all. Mm. Walter came to my house and that's when we was finna get ready to get married. But I never shacked when I got divorced. And I ain't no men. Y'all didn't see no men coming in and out of that house. And I was mm. like, I ain't bringing nobody in here. How she done brought a somebody up in my house my high school boyfriend and I was like that I didn't like no way <laughs> and I was like oh I was devastated and I probably overreacted a little but I was in shock and I was just so upset mm -hmm. and I was like you know you know my rules you know I don't play this and yeah. I'm not gonna tolerate it if you can't respect my house I, I put you out. I put little Fred out. You put all of us out. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone left your kids out. But they came back. Yeah. <laughs> they was able to come back. You never asked me to come back. And I don't, like, I know, like, for me, that kind of hurted me. Because I'm just like, I'm still a child. And now uh -huh. I really didn't get into a lot of trouble. No, you didn't. But I made this big grand mistake. And now it's just like, well, dang, like. Well, I think it's it really, on me in a little bit. Well, I apologize. That's daughter. how I felt. I apologize for that. Um, but that stuck in my head for so long. And it's still coming in my head sometimes. And oh, seeing gosh. your child like that, <laughs> that really just, 
it, it messed me. It messed oh, me up. Oh Lord, I'm shame. <laughs> it, it, it really messed me up. Yeah, she she it messed me up. And I'm like, what the heck? And I was like, I'm out here. Busting your tail. I sacrificed so much for these children and I was just disappointed. (laughs) But Victoria didn't give me, you didn't really give me any trouble Uh -uh. in school. Uh, You was never a bad kid uh, out of all four, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Taylor was very sneaky. uh, And David and Freddie, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Those boys. (laughs) So having four kids. Would I advise anybody to have four kids close in age, back to back, three, four teenagers in the house? Ooh, mm-mm, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, it was a lot. Yeah. And um, but thank God we made it. Everybody was alive. Everybody graduated high school. Um, with the grace of God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I have somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I put a, yeah, they took me through and I wasn't going to put up with it because mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't make a lot of money and I always tried to keep them in a decent place and I went without a lot. I didn't have food for lunch. My coworkers used to have to buy me lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get sick. I couldn't even go to the doctor because I didn't have because I was trying to make sure y'all always had, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like when my your truck broke down in college, I gave you my car, yeah. you know, because I wanted you to have dependable transportation. I went and got a high car note when I had, a, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, I just made a lot of sacrifices mm-hmm. and when your children do stuff that will hurt you and uh, I'm like, wow, really? It was like a slap in the face. Mm. And so that scarred me. It really scarred me. Mm. And so so I apologize if I never apologize and I didn't invite you back in. Uh, you came back, but I don't know when and how. <laughs> wow, I, didn't, I graduated. <laughs> I know you graduated, but you when you went to oh, school. Oh, when I went to college. Because you was back at home. I came back, the sum, I think the summer before I went to college. Okay. Or either, I know the summer after freshman year, I was home. And that was like the You first. was at home before you went to college. I was? Yeah, so because maybe it was Walter, we loaded the car up and packed the house, you know. So and we took you to school. It was the summer before, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so. Yeah, maybe the summer before. I know um, me and Taylor was talking about it, and I'm going to allow her to share her side of it. But I didn't realize me leaving, my disappearance also affected them too. Um, as their big sister, and I'm gonna let her share a little bit about that. She's gonna come on the show, and we're gonna talk about that. But okay. um, she brought it up, and I was like, "Wow, I never, I didn't even look at it like that." And I didn't, I, I was a child too, so I didn't even, even could, I guess, have the the brain capacity or the emotional capability to even think about, "Oh, this is this also affected." Me not being here also affected y'all too, as y'all big sisters. So, but yeah, I um, but just I'm glad. I thank you for that apology again. Mm-hmm. I, I know I apologize, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry that that scarred you and you still got that. Yes, yes please remove it, Lord. It scarred me. <laughs> Your wife scarred. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. I yeah. ca- and Yolanda was having a cookout and she said, what? I was like. Whew. Yeah, and I was just disappointed, and I just wasn't expecting that. Because, uh, number one, I thought she was still a virgin. And I was like, <laughs> well, my Lord, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that kind of messed me up bad. Yeah. So that's something to go through as a parent. <laughs> Pray you don't have to go through that with your children. I pray I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I pray I don't. But I also remember the kind of sort of just the, I I was, it was a lot, mama, because you got to think about it. I went to three different high schools. Mm -hmm. I went, we was moving a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You was going through your divorce. Um, Prior to that, you know, things happened with me and Freddie. Mm And um, even like just dealing, even me going, you know, you know what happened when I went to those different schools, trying to like 
people was putting stuff on my name, trying mm-hmm. to defend my name, trying to, you know, folks was messing with me because you the new girl and I'm kind of cute or whatever. So it's just like, it's different. Well, I'm, I'm not kind of cute. I'm not, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'm that girl. But anyway, but no, um, that, you know, just messing with me. So it was just like, it was a lot. I had a lot of anger issues um, during that time. Um, a lot of built up things, private dealing with insecurities, daddy issues for one, um, special with everything that was going on. So I was finding, trying to find love um, in the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And so that was just, and then also all the hormones and different things that you go through transition age of being a teenager. I just know that that was a very interesting period of my life and I just remember all the different things that I was dealing with mentally and emotionally and um well I think and I don't mean to cut you off me as a parent the one thing I regret as a parent um my mom she didn't really talk to me about uh a lot of things uh concerning life dating boys and stuff like that she talked to me about safe sex and don't get pregnant because mm-hmm. you know she was a family planning nurse yeah and so um, tactics <laughs> you know she was like how your sex life huh well you <laughs> asked me how my sex life i ain't gonna talk to you later and so uh and i was like in my early 20s then but as a teenager i didn't get those talks mm-hmm. um my dad of course he didn't say anything and i only dated my junior year in high school i had my high school sweetheart um, and so, um, I, I was a virgin for a long time. And so I, I didn't know a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, and then when I became in my early twenties, you know, I went to college, graduated and I worked and I had you and we didn't get married because your father was a Muslim and my parents wouldn't allow that. So, mm-hmm. um, would you have I, allowed it? Huh? Would you have allowed it? Well, I was going to get married because I didn't want to have a baby out of wedlock. Mm. And so my mom was like, we're going to pray him away. You ain't finna marry no Muslim. Yeah, I prayed him to another country. Yeah. Back to his home country in Guinea, yeah. West Africa. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so, no, we, we I, you know, I, uh, hey, it, that's what happened. So I didn't, I had to learn a lot as far as parenting on my own. Yeah. You know, my mom was gone. What, 27? 27. Mm-hmm. I had you then. I got pregnant with David, and me and Donnell had been together eight years, and we were supposed to get married, but I caught him cheating on me. Mm-hmm. And that's when Freddie came in the picture, mm-hmm. you know. So, and me and, me and Freddie got together, and uh, Rose, the most wonderful mother in law, she mm-hmm. was a better mother in law after we got divorced and when we was married. <laughs> but she was always good, but Rose never kept the kids. Mm-hmm. And I did she get a look. cousin like that's the only grandma. You know, Grandma Rose is the only grandma I know. But we would go to we would go to grandma's house for like cousin nights and stuff. Twice a year <laughs> for the summer and for the uh, the Christmas, the spring break or whatever. Mm-hmm. She probably did that twice a year. Mm-hmm. But when all the other sister in laws had their kids, Rose she she went and helped Tracy and Thad. She came and helped Vernon and Sarah. Mm-hmm. But when I had, you know, ain't nobody come help me. So I had to learn everything on my own. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so close to my friends, because they really played a major role in helping me, you know, and being there for me, my church family from Mount Canaan. Mm-hmm. And um, we just became great sisters. But I had to learn everything on my own. So that's why I always tell y'all, forgive me, because it's a lot I didn't know, yeah. you know. And so uh, I didn't sit down and have the conversations and I didn't have the time because I was always working and grinding, then going to school, trying to finish this degree and that degree. And, mm-hmm. you know, you helped out a lot, you know, because I was working in the daytime and at school at night. They you know, me they so my siblings called me. They second. Yeah, mom. that was four days a week. out, You know, and I didn't get home to nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. I was so. cooking dinner for a family of five. That's right. I, I was <laughs> tired you know. at age 12. Yeah, she, she started <laughs> early. So I was tired when I got home and mm-hmm. um. 
I've always tried to better myself, you mm-hmm. know. And when I lost my job at UAB, I was like, okay, well, let me go and get this degree. And I'm going to do this so it can help out. And, uh, uh, you know, I can have better opportunities. So mm-hmm. I've always tried to move forward and better myself so that you all could have better. Yeah. And um, that's just been the story of my life. You know, I've always worked hard. But I always got overlooked on certain jobs. And that's a whole nother podcast. Being a black woman, being Mm -hmm. dark skinned and overweight, you get Mm -hmm. overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I was qualified for this position, but they would never select me. Mm -hmm. So I've always had to work twice as hard Mm -hmm. and they would never give me this promotion. They would never give it to me, but they would give it to the little petite girl Mm -hmm. that don't know nothing. Mm -hmm. And Walter used to tell me, don't do their job. You know, they coming back to you, but they wouldn't give you the position. Mm -hmm. So I've had to deal with a lot, especially being a plus size woman Mm -hmm. that got the education, they got the experience, but you want to overlook me. Mm -hmm. Then when I got my master's at Wells Fargo, I was the top person every week. Mm-hmm. I was trying to stay in Birmingham. I was going to North Carolina. And this guy got jealous because he thought I wanted that management position there. But I'm trying to get out of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Then he went and lied. So I didn't have to deal with a lot of hurt. That's why I try to show love to people because mm-hmm. I know how it feels to hurt, you mm-hmm. know. And for me to do comedy, you know, like Kevin, what is his name? Kevin Hart, push through your pain. Mm-hmm. I push laugh through my, through laugh pain. through your pain. Yeah. I laugh through a lot of my pain because if mm-hmm. I sit still and just think about everything I got going on, I'd be a crazy person. So th- is that what comedian Stacey J, is that, is that how comedian Stacey J, Stacey J was birthed? Not really part of it, you know, mm-hmm. but I've always been a cut up person. Mm-hmm. And like, and I guess you can say that because I got picked on in elementary. Mm-hmm. I got picked on in high school. One day I just <laughs> broke down mm-hmm. and I ran out the room and he was like, I did not know this was affecting you like that. And I was like, what you think? You come to school every day and this boy, you know, picking on you. Mm-hmm. So I've had to deal with a lot. And even now, um, since I'm in the uh, process of being healthy, mm-hmm. trying to exercise and eat right and get, doing a and get my job. weight off, mm-hmm. um, I like this freedom and just getting myself together and yeah. loving me, you know. And I'm not divorced yet, um, but I will be getting soon. Uh, and I want to date, you know, because I've been by myself for six years. Mm-hmm. And I tell different guys I meet, I'm not desperate. I'm a thick girl right now, but I'm not one that's desperate and mm-hmm. I'm not going to tolerate anything. I know my worth. Um, well, I mean, these men still love all this, you call it lusciousness. Yes, yes. <laughs> Those lusciousness. still love the lusciousness. <laughs> you so, never had that problem. <laughs> no, I, I've never had a problem with getting a man, but I just want my soulmate because I look at... I don't know what word I want to use. Well, you could travel with your mate oh, okay, and yeah. do different things. So they're empty nesters now. So they're yes, able to, yes, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, And I'm like, God, I wish I was, you know, with somebody and can do this. And mm-hmm. But I know it's coming, it's coming. So um, I done took care of everybody from my mama, my dad, and my husband. I mean, everybody caregiver. Mm-hmm. And when I get sick and down, I'm like, Lord, who gonna take care of me? You know, I always uh, be. Hello. <laughs> um, but you be busy. And you know, you be mama. busy. <laughs> and you got your life, you got your husband, you got your child. So that's another reason why I had the sleeve done, you know, to help me. Mm-hmm. It's a great tool so I can get this weight off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I can be healthy and I don't have any limitations on certain things that I couldn't do back then. I can mm-hmm. do things now yeah. and it's getting better and better. So next year this time, I'll be a whole different person on the camera. <laughs> so. Well, I'm proud of you, mama. You're, yeah. I know, I'm sure a lot of what you just mentioned was just the, the, I guess the motivation for you to lose a hundred plus pounds yes. and be on this self-improvement journey and seeing you reach your goals. It just mm-hmm. makes me really happy. So I'm 
proud of you. Huh? Thank you. Thank you. Proud Thank of you. you. Yeah, I got to keep up with Ace. Real. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rilo. And Journey. Journey. <laughs> <laughs> My four grandbabies. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. four beautiful grandchildren. Four, four beautiful, lovely grandchildren. Who's I don't favorite? get to see all of them. Who's your favorite? I don't have a favorite. I love all of them. Like, I don't have a favorite <laughs> child. I love uh, everybody is different and unique in their own little way. Yeah. So... I you can tell a, me off camera. It's okay. No, I don't. I don't have a favorite. <laughs> I don't. I'm here with Ace, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was a point that you was with Brielle and Rilo as mm-hmm. well. So. And I didn't have a favorite when I was with them. I know. I'm just missing. Them. I just loved I them, you know. And I miss them so much, especially that little. Uh, well, both of them. Because yes. <laughs> Rilo, he had just melt your heart, <laughs> and Bree coming there every day, and you know, I I miss that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I. I don't miss the situation. <laughs> uh, when your grown children take over your house, you know, I'm ready to be in my own space. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I love it. I love it. Um, I think you have shared. I know this talk was very. It was it was good for me. Mm-hmm. I know I had. I didn't realize that. I say grief is linear and I understand that different things can trigger certain things as far as just just thinking about just saying certain things about granddad, um, talking about our family, reconciling, talking about the mistakes that I've made um, Mm -hmm. and just everything that you have shared and what you have experienced and you diving more into your self-improvement journey. But I just want to say I'm proud of you, Mama. Oh, thank you. I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so happy that you are choosing you now, Mm -hmm. Um, like putting yourself first because you have been taking care of everybody Mm -hmm. for so long from being, you know, your husband, your husband's caretaker, granddad's caretaker, your mom's caretaker. So it's just, it's time for Stacy to take care of Stacy. And you're right, because <laughs> I let myself go in that process. Yeah. And um, I just really let myself go. And uh, I was like, I look back at pictures and now I tell my friends, why y'all didn't tell me I ain't got so big? <laughs> I, I just wasn't paying attention because mm-hmm. I was so caught up. When Walter had his accident, I was at that hospital almost a whole year. It was a little over you know, and I was off my job. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I went through a lot financially, emotionally, and I still deal with that because when you pour so much into somebody, and you don't get that back, and you don't get it back, and you know, um, it, it's a hurtful thing, and you want to see this person live, and you 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 progress, and then you take a step back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that took a lot out of me because I honor my vows, you yeah. know, and regardless of what anybody said, can't nail man said they didn't been with Stacy because I've been faithful. Mm-hmm. I was faithful to Walter. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I've been by myself basically since 2017, you know, even when my dad passed. Yeah. He didn't comfort me. He didn't know how, you know, mm-hmm. I never got a hug. Mm. Uh, I would just hold my pillow and cry or my friends. My friends even noticed at the funeral. They was like, he was just sitting there. He didn't know what to do. And he, I guess he, he just really didn't know what to do. He's a great guy. I can't take that, you know. It's just his sickness and his illness just kind of just took over, mm. you know. And he just, to me, gave up. So uh, I've always had to deal with a lot on my own emotionally, yeah. you know. Uh even with being a single parent, people don't know. I got three baby daddies. <laughs> yeah. I got three baby daddies. Your daddy, David daddy, daddy, and Taylor and, and Freddie daddy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I beat the odds. To me, I yeah. did, you know. Yeah, I never did. wanted to be a single parent. So uh, when Freddie stepped up to the plate and came in, and took y'all in as his own, you mm-hmm. know, it worked until things happened. Yeah. Um, and I've always tried to better myself and show you all, don't give up in life no matter what come your way. I ain't never been the one to be on food stamps, government assistance, Section A. I had to work. Mm-hmm. And like my sister, daddy helped her, but I always moved where it was a bus line. You know, I've always been very independent mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to put my kids on anybody else. Mm-hmm. I've never had that help. Yeah. So uh, 
That's why I say I don't care what people say about me. I'm living my life and I'm just going to enjoy it to the fullest. As you should. Because people are leaving here every day. And I don't want to say I just worked and I paid bills. Because mm-hmm. we're going to always have that. I'm going to get some kind of enjoyment. Yeah. So that's I where I am. I'm, I'm so happy um, that you are doing that. I, I hate to hear um, that emotionally you wasn't getting the comfort and things that you needed. You've been feeling alone and doing things emotionally. That hurts me to hear that as your child. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that now you're taking the steps as far as like, you just took your first solo trip over yeah. the summer. And, and that was so nice. You just been living life. And yeah. I'm just, I, I love that you're walking in this place of just living for you. And I just hope that you continue to do that. And, um, and really, because I'm sure going through a divorce again is not easy. Um, I mean, to me, that part is just signing the paper because to me, it's, you know, I've been by myself for so long. Yeah, for a long as time. As far as emotionally, you know. So that part has already kind of. That part is, you know, and I had to do everything because he couldn't do it. So, yeah. like when Alex would come and get my luggage and bring it. Yeah. I've been doing everything. I yeah. had to do for me and do for him, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah. when you've been doing everything for so long by yourself, you know, and then I, when I was in the house, I was in the house by myself, yeah. you know. So everything just, I just been solo. So I've healed, you know. It's still hurt from time to time, mm-hmm. um, but I'm okay. You know, I'm ready to be free uh, because a done deal you know yeah so uh it's just paperwork that just needs to take place mm-hmm. and other okay. than that i'm free like that. <laughs> that is that's that's the the mantra for stacy freedom yeah freedom yeah. laughing through pain joy always loving mm-hmm. great heart so compassionate um so it's just I, i'm grateful and proud to say that you're my mother. And I want to ask you as we're closing, what is one thing that you want to leave at the dinner table today? And what is one thing that you're taking away? Um, the one thing that I'm going to take away from the table mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, it gives my heart great joy to see you fulfilling all your dreams. Mm-hmm. And being a go-getter and you got it honestly you know mm-hmm. your daddy was a hustler <laughs> a go-getter and uh your mom is a go-getter hard working yeah, yeah i can't sit still mm-hmm. i don't know how to sit still i'm mm-hmm. just gonna be honest and i'm not one that have a love for money but i like to have my money to do the things that i need mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna always be looking for ways to have increased to better myself and enjoy and help others. You know, okay. I believe when God bless you, it's just not for you. Mm-hmm. You should be a blessing to somebody else, help somebody else along the way. Yeah. So I give when I don't have sometimes. People call me all the time. Why do they think I got money like that? I don't know, you know, but mm-hmm. I give if I, you know, and I help even when I shouldn't. I still try because I've been in that place and I know how it feel. Mm-hmm. So, um, out, you know, that's one thing I'm taking away. Uh, continue to push and go on because mm-hmm. I see how hard you work. You know, I didn't realize there was so much into a podcast. <laughs> you know, you've For got sure. to have yeah. this set up, you got to have that, and you still have your life and other things going on, but you have to sacrifice and make that time. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning from you as well, you mm-hmm. know even when you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, you still got to put a smile on your face because I'm going through some stuff right now. Yes. But you will never know what people are going through. That's why you should always be kind and uh, just try to stay positive uh, because life can throw some curveballs at all of us. Mm-hmm. And um, what I'm going to leave at this table, mm-hmm. live your life to the fullest, stay positive. But the number one thing, I always put God first. I always put God first. Well, that's your takeaway. We go. That's your takeaway. We're taking that away. Okay, we're taking that away. But what we're going to leave it is in a table that we no longer is going to pick back up. Oh, what I'm no longer going to pick back up. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, help your mama. <laughs> <sighs>
but I'm no longer picking back up. Uh, Definitely not. Doubt. Mm. Uh, fear. Okay. Um, that's, 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 I'm going to leave doubt and fear. Doubt and fear. Yeah, like I'm going to leave that doubt and I'm going to leave that fear and I'm going to keep staying positive. Okay. I love uh, it. Yeah. Fear is something that I, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that doubt and fear. I'm going to stay positive and just keep moving forward. I love it. Well, that's my mama, y'all. Yeah. Um, Comedian Stacey J. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me at the dinner table today. I'm so happy that you came with me. I know you're not that affectionate, (laughs) but I'm going to hold your hand, girl. There she go. And I love you, mommy. I love you, too. (laughs) I'm proud of you. I love you, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep going. Uh, And I'm excited to see what this gonna bring for you and your family thank you mama all right all right well thank you so much for watching this episode of culinary conversations be sure to check out the recipes link in the show notes and until next time bye